got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we are going to be discussing why Bitcoin could be about to go to $37,000. As you guys know, Bitcoin's trading at $30,000 right now, and we very much want Bitcoin to have a relief rally, because if that were to occur, one, it would give us the ability to liquidate if we wanted to take any money out of the market, but two, it would give us more time to build up capital so that we're able to buy back in lower, and three, it would probably be wave four of five waves to the downside that could end up leading us back to $22,000. Could we see a $7,000 rally followed by a $17,000 drop, followed by a new bull market kicking off at the end of this year? I think that might be what is most likely. We're going to discuss all of that and more in today's episode of Coffee and Crypto Live. If you didn't know, we go live 10 a.m. weekdays. Make sure to tune in five days a week to get the latest on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, technical on-chain, and fundamental analysis so that you're kept up to date, so that you can go and profit and trade and invest in the cryptocurrency markets. We're also going to be discussing how the CFTC chairman, the Commodities and Futures uh, Trading Commission, decided and came out and said, well, I can say for sure Bitcoin is a commodity, Ethereum as well. We're also going to be talking about a new Republican bill which will protect crypto investments in retirement accounts. That's a pretty big deal. And the number of addresses holding at least one Bitcoin just hit a new all-time high. Got a lot to break down today, and we got a couple of amazing people on the show with me. As always, we are joined by Tam. How you doing, Tam? Doing good. Grab your drinks, guys. Grab your caffeine, your coffee, whatever you want to drink there. Boom. Let me know in chat what you think I'm drinking right now. Is it coffee? Is it energy drink? Is it water? I want to hear what you guys think about it. But I'm having a good day. I'm having a good morning, good week. Uh, man, I'm excited for the show, but I'm also excited. I'm, I, I have a new flow going with my trading. I have uh, figured some stuff out here that's really, really interesting. My last five trades, Jeb, have all been green. So, oh, how about good stuff? That? Good deal. Well, we're also joined as always by Smay, our technical director and native Celtics fan. How are you doing, my friend? Hello, everybody. I am a Celtics fan, and I'm, you know, I'm less than pleased with their performance. I'm thinking about just switching to hockey at this point. I, I mean, <laughs> well, your team's not doing well over there either. They're well, about to go down to the Lightning. I'll find. A, I'm a just going to ban to a bad sports. No, I'm going to bandwagon to a good team and. <laughs> In the hockey, because that's, be that's the only thing worth watching at this point. Is but, there any such thing as a good team uh, in hockey? Uh, you know, I'm just going to let your jokes roll off me. At this hey, point. I'm from Florida. Am I supposed to like hockey? But, uh, yep, there it is. I mean, Florida has like, I have two of the best teams. Hold on, I have something in to hockey? say. In hockey? Yeah. Traitors. Yes. <laughs> I have something to say, though, real quick, guys. I'm I'm off the caffeine. I'm quitting caffeine. Ooh. I'm getting, I, right now, I last night I was up. Uh, not late. I was up to like decaf. 10. I was cooking a bunch of meal prep. Mm. Uh, so I'm like, guys, I'm back at it. I'm back at it, guys. Uh, I, you know, as you guys may know, and I, I know I'm giving this a little spiel, but I'm giving it real quick. Uh, as you guys may know, I did my, uh, I had lost 55 pounds beginning of this year. Good job, right? bro. Uh, I found out that I gained back 10 of them. Those evil pesky pounds. Well, so now... I'm getting right back to it, and I'm going to lose another 50 
I'm going to lose another you, 60 and then 70 and then 100, and it's going to be great. So uh, back to you, Jeb. There you go. Well, we're very proud of you, Smay. Good job on that. Guys, we got a lot to talk about today, so we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to go ahead and jump into the market pulse. We're going to jump into some green names. But first, I want to bring you a word from our sponsor, iTrust Capital. If you're not familiar with iTrust Capital, well, you probably haven't been watching our show because we talk about them quite a bit. iTrust Capital is the one-stop shop in the cryptocurrency space to invest in the cryptocurrency space using retirement accounts. If you didn't know, Tim and I both use iTrust Capital and we both have retirement accounts set up with them. And they are the best place in the industry with the lowest fees to set up an investment in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies with a traditional or a Roth IRA. If you want to get all of the benefits of investing with a retirement account without all of the headache, then make sure you check out iTrust Capital. The link is in the description box down below. And if you use our link in the description box, you will be getting a $100 funding reward. So make sure you check that out. Let's go ahead and read some green names, then we're going to jump into our market pulse. All right, guys, I have the opportunity to read some green names, so I'm going to do it. Uh, here we have, uh, let's see here, we got Matt Z, Win Peoples, Elliot Locke, Tom Wilkes, uh, Agent Gold. Let's see, let's scroll some, find some more. Uh, let's see, Siobhan Golay, Grand Roofing Incorporated, Crypto Set Guy, Philly Fan 61. Oh, my gosh, Ricardo Vinegas, Why You Loud, Christopher McFarland, Dennis Pizarca. I'm not that loud. I love all of you guys. You guys are the best. Back to you, Jeb. Back to me. Well, thank you so very much for that, Smay. We're going to go ahead and jump into our market pulse. Take a look here at the cryptocurrency market at the time of recording this stream as we are live at 10.05 on the 23rd of 5, 2022. Just want to make sure you know what time it was. Bitcoin's trading at $30,323.85, up 0.9. Nope, just kidding. Up 0.3% in the last 24 hours, moving around a little bit. Ethereum sitting here at $2,000. Tether is sitting at a dollar as it should be. Binance coin pegged at 330. Dono sitting at 54 cents. Guys, if you are looking to scoop up some altcoins and some Bitcoin and some Ethereum, you've got a pretty good spot here. Now, I'm not saying that we're not going to go lower. In fact, I am saying that we're going to go lower. I think that we're going to see a $22,000 Bitcoin at some point during this bear market. However, this is still a great level to buy because in my opinion, well, not in my opinion, this is just factual. 22,000 is not guaranteed. It's my opinion that we're going to go down there. But $30,000 is still a very great level when we're talking about a $500,000 Bitcoin in the next five years. So don't get too skittish about buying these markets, even if you're not getting the exact right price. There are a lot of people who have been waiting for the last six, seven years to buy a home because they're hoping that there's going to be a dip. And they're thinking, man, if I just time the market, I'll get a better deal. And the house that they could have bought for 300 is now trading at 550. Be careful about timing the market. Time in the market beats timing the market. When you have opportunities arise, yeah, take advantage of them, but it's not not always the best idea to try and wait for that opportunity to arise. Sometimes it's best just to take a good opportunity that you have now, then wait for a better opportunity that you don't have and that you don't know you will have. One hand, one bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, as the saying goes. And we got a bird in the hand right now, and that is that Bitcoin and Ethereum are at phenomenal, phenomenal levels to be buying. Same thing with Solana. It is at $52. Dogecoin sitting at $0.08. Cents. I would not encourage you to buy Dogecoin and to invest in it. But if for some reason you want to, $0.08 cents is a price. I'm not going to say it's low because I still think it's overvalued, but nevertheless, Polkadot sitting at uh, $10. Avalanche 
Very, very, very interesting levels at 30 bucks. Tron at seven cents. Guys, just keep in mind what the all-time high of some of these of some of these markets are. I mean, Tron, sorry, not Tron. Avalanche is down 72% year to date. Polkadot down 63% year to date. Solana down 70%. XRP down 50. Cardano down 60. Bitcoin down 36. Ethereum down 45. These are great deals. So be on the lookout for those. One of the things I want to show you also over here, and this is going to have a lot to do with what we discussed in our technical analysis here in a second, is that Bitcoin has kind of gone through three major waves of this bear market so far. So as we talked about on Friday, we know that a bear market starts with the benefit of hindsight. With the benefit of hindsight, we can tell you, yep, this bear market, it started on November 10th because that's when Bitcoin is $69,000. It's all been downhill ever since on the price action of Bitcoin. It's a pretty great day all around November 10th was. Ever since then, we've seen three waves. A first movement to the downside, a second movement to the upside, then a third movement to the downside. You can see it here on total market capitalization, and you can also see it over here on the price action of Bitcoin. Now, what I want to do is I want to show you last bull market, last bear market cycle, and this bull market, bear market cycle, and compare them. In fact, actually not the last bull market, bear market, the one before that. In this bear market of 2018, we don't really see the trend that I'm about to show you, but I do just want to show you an Elliott Wave trend on <clears throat> the long-term price action charts. Now, I want to confess, I am not primarily an Elliott Wave analyst. I use them from time to time. I am not the foremost expert on them. That's why you don't see me use them that much. But what I can tell you is that in a primary trend, oftentimes what Elliott Wave would uh, claim is that an Elliott Impulse Wave, which is the primary movement, has five waves. The corrective what movement against the primary movement might have three. So what that means is that if you went one, two, three, four, five to the upside, then you may on the inside have an ABC correction, something like that. So ABCs go against the trend. One, two, three, four, fives are the trend. Does that make sense? If you're in a bull market, then you're going one, two, three, four, five to the upside. If you're in a bear market, you're going one, two, three, four, five to the downside. Well, if we look here at 2018, I'm sorry, 2014, we saw that there were five major waves in the bear market. Now, again, with the benefit of hindsight, we can tell that the bear market in 2014 started, and we'll pull the exact date here. With the benefit of hindsight, we can tell that the bear market started on precisely November November 30th, 2013. At the time, we wouldn't have known that that was the case because we need hindsight to know that we're in a bear market. But with the benefit of hindsight, we can see that. We can also see that we bottomed out and we had an absolute bottom here on the 14th of January, 2015. So measuring exact date to exact date here, 30th of November, 2013 to 14th of January, 2015, that's 410 days, negative 86%. So that's the bear market that we are discussing here. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at how that happened. We had a one primary movement to the downside. Then we had a corrective movement to the upside. That's the wave two. The, uh, the, the, um, the even numbers in the, in the impulse wave are the corrective movements. So we had a primary movement to the downside, followed by a secondary movement to the upside. There was counter trend. It was against the trend. Then we had a third movement to the downside that was primary, i.e. it's in the direction of the primary trend. Then we saw a, 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 um, a secondary corrective wave to the upside. Again, the, uh, the even numbers are the corrective movements. Then we saw a third movement to the downside that was primary, and that's when we bottomed out. So i.e., what we're looking at here is the market went through one, two, three, four, five waves, two of them against the trend, bucking the trend, and then three of them going with the trend, not going, uh, not going against them. That's what we saw happen, and then we bottomed out. 
That's not exactly what happened here in 2018. Didn't really play out like that. You can kind of stretch and try and force Elliott Waves to work here, but it just doesn't really line up. It just didn't really happen here. This is one of the reasons I don't use Elliott Waves all that much is that we don't always follow them, but sometimes if you don't see a massive drop in the first inning, then you will actually see Elliott Waves come to fruition. Part of the big, One of the big differences between 2018 and 2014, 2014's bear market was a lot more gradual. Bear market in 2018, we dropped 70% in about 60 days, so we actually broke a lot of market structure that might have led to a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 impulse wave. Now, let's take it back to our current market here. As you guys know, we started this bear market November 10th. We confirmed it about 11 days ago or so, whenever we came back here on the 12th of May, down to about $25,000. That's when we called the bear market. We said, okay, boom, we're in a bear market. Well, we've had one movement to the downside since that beginning. Then we had a corrective movement, the no, the number two movement. In fact, the the uh, the wave two movement. In fact, if we wanted to do impulse uh, a corrective wave, we could call that an ABC corrective wave to the upside. See, how I did that. A B C. That's where Elliott waves would come in there. Then what we may be looking at here is a wave three to the downside right here. That may be what we're in right now. Now, part of the reason that we're saying, hey, we might see another wave to the upside, and Tim's going to talk about this more in a second because he's got a lot of interesting TA he wants to bring you, is that there's this down downtrend on the market as support and this downtrend as resistance. And it would stand to reason that we would hold this. Now, we might not. We could just drop down to 22K tomorrow. But since we've dropped so quickly, eight weeks in a row, we've had red. Tim, again, is going to talk about that in a second. It seems like we would have a bit of a relief rally. If we did have a bit of a relief rally, that would be our way four to the upside. It'd be our second ABC movement to the upside. It may end up looking something like this. And then we would probably have a final wave to the downside in the bear market which would push us down to our target around 20 to 22. Now, if you need a reminder of why we might go down to 20 or 22, I will show you the moving averages. The 200 uh, weekly simple moving average right now is sitting at $22,000. Previous all-time high is at $20,000. If I just show you only the, um, the 200 weekly SMA, then you're going to see in history, the market almost always goes down to it during a bear market. We should expect something similar to happen in this case. There's many other reasons why I'm calling for a 20 to 22K bear, uh, Bitcoin. The point is, is that I do think that's going to happen. But what Elliott waves are telling us and what many other technical indicators are telling us is that before we do that, we could see a relief rally. Now, where would we see that relief rally to? Well, let's actually look back at those moving averages because if we turn on the 100 moving average and make sure we're not tunnel visioning because it can be very easy to do that, tunnel visioning in on one indicator, what we may end up seeing happen here is Bitcoin rallying wave three back up to the 200 to the 100 moving average, which was set up around $38,000. At the same time, if we do go ahead and look at a clean chart here, then we could see that $37,000, as Tim's going to talk about here like, again in just a second, would be this local low that we saw over here. Now, one final thing I want to mention to you before I throw it to Tim is that in the previous bear market, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of the Elliott wave, the Elliott impulse waves here so that we can see this a little more clearly. During the last bear market, uh, sorry, the 2014 bear market, and actually the last bear market, what we saw was that the uh, the 20 weekly SMA crossed below the 50 weekly SMA, then it crossed below the 100, then the 50 crossed below the 100. So 20 below 50, 20 below 100, then 20 below 50. And then that was when we were in a bear market cycle, a bear market structure. Then around this time in 2018, we saw the 20 cross below the 50, 20 cross below the 200, and the 20 cross below the, uh, uh, sorry, the, the 20 cross below the 100, then the 50 cross below the 100. Well, if we look at these two markets, what we saw is that when we saw these two crosses, these latter two crosses, 
the bear market was actually pretty much over. We'd more or less already seen the bottoming. Now we have not seen that yet. That indicates that there's going to be more bot. There's going to be more market, uh, more uh, correction to have. We've seen the 20 cross below the 50. The 20 is not crossed below the 100 yet, but that will be happening in the next couple of weeks, almost inevitably. And then if we keep going here, we would probably see the 50 cross below the 100 uh, here around September, October. By that time, following the Elliott waves, we could very well have seen that Bitcoin had already played out most of the bear market, and that would project that we could be seeing a bottom of this bear market in mid to late October, maybe on into November. That comes from Elliott waves. That comes from market structure having to do with um, uh, moving averages. That has to do with the speed at which the 200 is moving. That has to do with fundamentals, and it has to do with a lot of the things that Tim is going to talk about here. But I did just want to bring you that market structure of those moving averages to your attention because they do call for a bottom of the bear market within the next six months. Maybe not in time, but more than likely in price. Tim, I know you got a lot to break down, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you. Well, before I even get going, we have 1,500 people watching. Awesome numbers for this point, but we Heck have 228 yeah. likes. Oh, come on. We uh, that. So the first thing that before I get going, because I got six points, six reasons why you guys need to be prepared to be watching for a potential $37,000 Bitcoin. But before I go to the six points, smash that like button. If you've never been here before, welcome to the stream. Welcome to this content. Uh, hit that subscribe button where we bring you content literally every day of the week. But we have a live show Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, where we analyze the market the news and give you everything you need to do to do your own research so that you can invest wisely. But the six reasons why potentially, not, there's no such thing as a sure thing, but the six reasons why we might be seeing a $37,000 Bitcoin are as such. Let's go ahead and go to my screen here, Smay. The first one is that we just broke resistance of a bear pennant. What is a bear pennant? Well, if I were to scroll out here to the daily chart real quick and show you guys, those who've been watching know that we've been talking about this, but we have a flagpole right here that we started back up here on the fourth of May that we've come down. You can go down here, but I'm going to go ahead and go right here with it. We have a flag. And so a lot of people were speculative that this is going to be a bear pennant that we ended up breaking down to the downside. However, rather than bringing it uh, to the downside, we actually have broken above. And so this is something to watch here in the next couple hours even. Do we actually have volume? You can see volume starting to pick up. If I go down to the hourly chart, you're going to see volume is starting to spike as we start to return back down to change this level of resistance back into support. That is a classic sign of breaking a bear pennant but this time to the upside. And to confirm that, we want the value, the volume to increase above that. We are seeing that start to happen. Again, couple hours to confirm that. But if it does happen, and you guys see right now as I'm talking about it, the price is kind of fluctuating right there. That would be the first step towards 37,000. Now that's not gonna tell us why we have 37,000. That's just kind of showing us rather than breaking to the downside right now, there's a lot of things on the table that say we're gonna break to the upside. Uh, argument number two, and Jeb alluded to this a little bit, but let's go ahead and look at the charts. We have set a record, and Technically, the, this week right now is red as well, but we have had seven weeks in a row of red a red bearish action. So again, this week hasn't finished right here. We just started. I'm only going to go right here. Seven bars. Never in the history of Bitcoin have we had seven straight bear weeks. Now, there's nothing special about the number seven. There's nothing saying we absolutely have to stop there and, and we can't have an eighth. But what I'm saying is at the moment, we are unprecedentedly down from where we really should be. And I'm not saying that Jeb is wrong or anyone's wrong that we won't hit 22,000. That is a potential. But right now, 
it is time. It's just the way the markets work. Again, we've talked about this in the bull rallies. We're going to talk about it in the bear rallies as well. When you do something too quick and you overextend yourself, you got to come back down to earth. So if we go up too fast, like we did over here back in the beginning of 2021, we came up too fast. We had to cool off a little bit before we could continue to all-time high. In the same boat, you can't drop that fast without having a little bit of a cool off. And in this case, cool off means back to the upside. So that's argument number two for potentially why we could rally. But again, we're not getting any numbers of 37,000 there. That's just the argument saying it's time for a relief rally. Argument number three is that we're in a falling wedge. So you guys can see that on my chart right here. I'm gonna go down to the daily chart so you guys can see it a little better. We are in a falling wedge at the moment on Bitcoin. And what this means is that we should be breaking bullish eventually, but we got a lot of stuff that can happen here. The way we have it right here, we have a peak, our resistance touching right here at all-time high in November. We also touched it during that recent all-time high here in April. But our bottoms, of course, are right before we started that rally in September. And then, of course, right here back in January earlier this year. And you guys are seeing we're kind of starting this pattern argument for 22,000 is definitely there. Realistically, something like this would not be weird to say, come back up, come back down, and then maybe even bounce a couple more times before eventual break. This means we actually have upside and downside still happening in the market. But right now, as it stands, being at the support level of a falling wedge, this is another argument to say that it's time for the trend to reverse and for there to be relief. It does not mean it's going to cancel the bear market. It does not mean we're ready to go hit no all-time highs. It means the market, in terms of bearish movement, is ready to cool off. But still, we don't have an argument there for 37,000. We can kind of roughly predict and draw and say, oh, we might bounce up to here, and that would give us a $38,000, $37,000 price. But where are we getting the numbers 37? Well, we got one more argument before we get to those numbers. The fourth reason why we're going to have some reversal is the TD sequential. What are you asking about? What is TD sequential? Well, guess I've been studying a whole heck of a lot. And one thing I've been studying a lot is, in fact, the numbers of TD sequential. And you guys are going to see that there's actually some really cool things happening there. First of of all, you guys are going to see back here, the last time we tested resistance, look what we have right there, a red nine or a bearish nine or sorry, a bull nine flash. This was a great time to buy at support. And sure enough, if you had bought right here and waited for the next sell signal, which happened right over here, right, it's really small. I got to zoom in there so you guys can see it. But right here, we had a nine flash that we continue to extend until finally we had a sell signal. You guys can kind of see those colors, how it highlights. That was our sell signal. Look at that perfect, perfect top. Come back down. Oh, what is this a buy signal on the nine. Now, that doesn't mean it's the perfect bottom. TD sequential is not about calling the perfect bottom. It's about helping you realize where there's bottoms, where there's tops in zones. We just had a buy flash here a couple of days ago on TD sequential. That is another argument for why we potentially could reverse the upside. So that's the top four reasons. But now let's get into the number 37. Where is 37 coming from? And it's actually coming from Fibonacci retracement. And there's two different levels I want you to look at because when you're doing Fibonacci, no, no such thing is a perfect indicator. So you want to look at it from a couple different angles. But when I look looked at two different angles of using tops and this more recent bottom, both of them are confirming that area around 37 is the one to watch. So let's go ahead and draw from our all-time high back in November to our more recent bottom of 25.5 here just a little bit ago. The 0.382 zone right there is sitting where? $37,000. That is a zone we want to watch. We've come down here. We kind of tested around that 0.236. We're hovering here, but that zone right there to bounce up, it would make sense with the TD sequential buy. It would make sense with the falling wedge where the resistance level 
level it hits. 37,000 just makes a lot of sense. But if that's not enough, let's go ahead and look at a shorter time frame. Let's take the top of this market to the more recent high back there around $48,000. And let's just analyze the market right here. Well, guess what? When you're having a lower bet, you don't want to stick with the 0.382. Let's go. Where is our golden pocket? Oh, look at that. Right there between 37,500 and 38,000. So that's where this number is coming from. That is where we're getting the confirmation of saying, hey, if we're going to have a relief rally, a point that makes a lot of sense for multiple reasons is about $37,000, $38,000. I say 37 because I like to be a little more conservative, especially when we're moving in a bear market. You don't want to overgo and then set this, this mark that you want to sell and take profit too high and then not make that mark. I think 37 is the better level. But those are my reasons. The last reason, because I told you it was six, that was just five. The last reason is, in fact, the fear and greed index. Guys, right now we are sitting at 10. This means the market is extremely scared. Here's the thing. We've had a lot of stuff flowing in. We had a massive drop the other day that has scared a lot of people and makes people think, oh my gosh, we're going down to 20,000, 22,000. It's going to happen. Well, here's the thing about how markets work. They don't happen as fast as we all think they can. In the same way, when we see bullish momentum happening, we don't want to say when we're going bullish, oh, we're going to shoot to a, to 69 again when we're sitting right here. We got to understand, hey, sometimes the market cools off before an eventual run. So just because there's a lot of speculation and a, a lot of evidence that we probably will end up seeing at least another $25,000 price, if not twenty two to 20000 just because that is the argument does not mean it's going to happen immediately. It could see, and it would make a lot of sense to see a similar pattern to what we saw in the beginning of this year that we slightly move to the right sideways and up before we actually end up going down to our next dip. That level that makes so much sense would in fact be around 37,000 before we dip back down once again to lower 20s. And hopefully around that time, we're starting to find our bottom. But those are the six reasons that I believe $37,000 is definitely on the table for Bitcoin within the next two months before we then have one more dip or potentially two more dips and we finally bottom the market out. That's what I got. That's what I'm seeing on the charts. Back to you, Jeb. Good deal. Well, thank you guys so very much. Well, thank you, Tim, so very much for that breakdown. Thank you guys so very much for hitting that like button. Let's see if we can't get those likes up above 700. Really appreciate all 1,750 of you tuning in today. We got a lot more great content to jump into. We're going to be talking a little bit about Bitcoin. Is it a commodity or not? The U.S. crypto 401k bill and how a temporary relief from losses may be exactly what the market needs right now. Before we get into all of that, though, I do want to bring you a word from one of our sponsors, Unstoppable Domains. You've heard of them. You love them. They are a phenomenal brand. If you don't know what Unstoppable Domains are, they are decentralized. And once minted on a blockchain, nobody can take your Unstoppable Domain from you. Think of your domain as your keys to the world of Web3 and crypto. In the same way that you can have a domain such as clubdefi.com, maybe check it out with the link in the description, or cryptojeb.com, maybe check it out in your search bar. You can have a domain such as Jeb McAfee, for example. That's my name. I don't have that domain. I wish I did. Now, if somebody's probably going to steal it from me, that would kind of suck. But nevertheless, the point is, you can make a domain of something like that, and it will be on a blockchain. You can use your domain to send and receive crypto. It's safer, more convenient, and less error-prone than copying and pasting your long wallet addresses because it's human-readable versus copying and pasting addresses and having to check the last six and first six of the domain. Makes crypto more practical in a more physical world situation. For example, say, hey, I need 50 bucks. Send it to name, name, one, two, three, four, five. Send it to your, your gamer tag, basically, if you want to think of it like that. You can host a decentralized website or an 
NFT gallery on it for free through the Unstoppable website builder. You can even use your domains to verify your humanity and log into some decentralized applications, just like SSO, except you control your own data and identity, and that feature will be expanding. There's also no fees for your domains, unlike owning different domains with ICANN, such as you know CryptoJeb.com or ClubDefi.com. We have to pay every single year for those domains to make sure that they remain in our ownership with Unstoppable Domains. You own them forever. They're mentioned on blockchain. They're yours, period. Just like Bitcoin, nobody can come and take it from you. Check them out. Links in the description box down below. Yeah. It is the future of domain registration with Unstoppable Domains. If you use our link down below, you're going to be helping to support the channel. So thank you guys so very much. Let's go ahead and read some super chats. I think we have one yeah. and we might have time for some regular chat too. Well, what I was going to say, even before we get super chats, Jeb, we actually, uh, I love our fans because they, they've saved us on some of this stuff. Like I know with all the new Cardano domains yeah. coming out, we actually had a fan go ahead and purchase all the stuff for I know, us. I know, that was amazing. And reach out to us. Thank you so much uh, for what you guys do and you guys yep. look out for us. But we want to make that. sure you guys are looking out for yourself as well. So if this is a space you want to be in, in the metaverse, in the in Web3, you want to get make sure you lock down all your domains. Uh, similar to like, I mean, I think you mentioned it, but similar to when when we first had, you know, uh, websites and we had the dot-com yeah. era. You know, yeah. how valuable would it have been to go up and grab a bunch of dot-coms back then when you could buy them for a couple pennies yeah. per domain? And it's now called you domain scalping. People in the 90s so, made millions off of that. Yeah. Do you know how much money the guy who owned Amazon.com probably made? Probably, well, at the time, they probably bought it when they were really small. Dude, I mean, but, you know, AMZN, whoever owned AMZN because Amazon bought that later, that's their ticker symbol. If you type in AMZN, I'm pretty sure that that takes you to Amazon because they bought the domain for, yeah, exactly. Whoever owned AMZN.com probably made $30 million. I'm like dead serious. That's probably how much money they made. Even if you're not interested in the domain, you can also you can also buy them and flip them. So that's a, there yeah. is a, there is a money making opportunity there if you think you can buy something. Uh, now don't be a jerk about it, but you know be fair. <laughs> well, the, the only super chat I see here, I chart daily said really great TA breakdown. Only facts. I agree to. You know I, what I would say. I. <laughs> Facts? No, it, it's 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 market watching. It, it, nothing is guaranteed. There's always a potential move different ways. The best thing you do is understand the arguments to rationally make the decision for yourself. And that's what I want to present present you guys with. And I'm not trying to create some false narrative. Just so you guys know, I've been trading a lot recently. I've been scout trading because I want to I want to even show just for my own self how doable it actually is. And we're going to talk about that a little bit here uh, later on the show. But you need to have rationale. You need to have chart vision for what things are going to happen. Otherwise, you will be surprised. Like for example, I think there's going to be a lot of bears who have seen all this momentum happening. They're going to enter short positions and they're going to get wrecked in this little short term because they think there's nothing but down. And you got to understand, you got to see both arguments happening and you got to allow for it. If it's in a bull market, you got to allow for some sometimes the price to come down. And in a bear market, you got to allow for the price to come up sometimes. Doesn't mean the bull rally is here to go. It doesn't mean we're hitting new all-time high. It means, hey, bear market, it's, gonna, it's time to cool off for a second, and then you'll resume here in a couple months. That's absolutely right, Tim. I totally agree. It looks like Elliot Locke just did a super chat as well. The TA is on point. Looking at the geopolitical arena, inflation, possibility of another 50 basis point hike, and the new monkeypox stuff going on. Hopefully, I just realized I yeah. read that. Hopefully, that is not an issue, YouTube, as it was with the previous one. How would these issues affect the current trend? On the, on the uh, monkeying around issue, um, that that is uh, very preliminary. I'm hoping that that doesn't turn into anything. Uh, it's already a tragic thing that's going on. I hope it doesn't turn into anything a lot bigger. We don't really have time to get into that, but we could talk about it later if it starts to hmm. uh, mess with Bitcoin. But as far as all of the geopolitical things going on, those issues are definitely weighing down on Bitcoin in the short term. 
But in the same way that when you're at the gym and you have weight weighing down on you, it actually just makes you stronger. That That's mm-hmm. what Bitcoin is going through right now. It's not getting injured by these. It's not being injured by the conflict in Ukraine. It's not being injured by inflation or basis point hikes. It's not being injured by any of those things. In fact, its value proposition is only being, sh- is only being, it's only having a light shined on it. The, the entire point of financial sovereignty is to take financial sovereignty back from these systems that don't have your best interest at heart so that you can go forth, build the kingdom, make sure that you're able to sustain your family and do what you're supposed to be able to do. All, all of these all of these forces on Bitcoin are holding Bitcoin down. That's true. I don't think that's even up for debate. I don't think anybody's saying that. But what I will say is that they're just making Bitcoin stronger. How are they making Bitcoin stronger? By making its why more obvious to the general public. That's why I think it's actually a not a good thing. It's not a morally good thing that these things are occurring, but it is potentially a benefit to Bitcoin insofar as how its value proposition is seen. Anywho, let's go ahead and move on to our discussion here. Looks like we ran through all the Super Chats. Feel free to drop a Super Chat, and we will have another Super Chat reading here at the end of the stream. But the big idea here, guys, that we want to talk about, and by the way, thank you so very much for 1,800 people watching. Hit that like button if you haven't already. The temporary relief from losses. That's what we think we're going to see happen. We think we're going to see a temporary relief from the big drops that we've been seeing over the last eight weeks. In fact, Tim, just yesterday, we actually closed the eighth week red in a row. We're actually on the ninth right now. Yeah, did I read that? Uh, if yeah, you were looking look at, at BLX, the eighth week week was still open. But if you look at a regular chart, it's actually eight weeks closed are red. So if you look, we're actually in the potentially ninth red week in a row here. Maybe I, like, I think I misspoke. You're right. And and like Tim said, that's never happened before in the history of Bitcoin. Now you know trends are made to be broken at some point, right? And that's one that was broken. So that's not to say that Bitcoin is going to crash, burn, and bang. But what it does mean is that Bitcoin is probably overextended. The TA yeah. is forecasting a run up to thirty seven thousand. I was skeptical of that at first when Tim brought it to my attention that we could be going to 37. After I looked at it, I think he's probably right. Uh, I think I think I would agree that we're going to see a relief rally of some kind. Maybe not to exactly 37. We yeah. could be wrong on the price targets. But the point is there probably is going to be some kind of small relief rally. And one of the reasons for that has to do with the fact that, yes, the fundamentals are not doing great, but they're actually doing a little bit better. Excuse me. The fundamentals are doing fine. The sentiment is not doing as well as we would like, but it is doing a little better than you might think. CFTC chairman confirms Bitcoin, Ether are commodities. Now, why is this important? Well, if Bitcoin and Ethereum are commodities, then that means that they will not be regulated as securities. Now, this is a this is an important point, but the, the good news is, is that Bitcoin and Ethereum were already cleared as not being securities and likely being commodities many years ago. I'm pretty sure that the SEC clarified that before I actually got into Bitcoin. So this is not news, but the fact that the chairman of the CFTC came out and reconfirmed this is new. So If you don't know, there's been an age-old war going on between the CFTC and the Securities and Exchange Commission over who has jurisdiction over what. Commodities are things like oil, grain, corn, steel, copper, nickel, zinc. Those are commodities. Those are that, you know, land sometimes is considered a commodity. Normally it's considered a property. Um, Those are commodities. Those are things that are not necessarily man-made. They can be man-made, but but they're not able to be controlled by a centralized organization, i.e. it's a decentralized thing. The CFTC regulates things that are decentralized. When the CFTC was founded, it didn't use that terminology, but that's a basic way to understand it. Grain is a commodity. Corn is a commodity. Apple is a security, not apples. Apples would be a commodity. Apple, the company, is a security. A security is something that has a certificate of ownership, typically in a stock or a corporation. 
So many cryptocurrencies are people worry that they're going to be considered securities because the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission will come on, come along and say, hey, you can issue more of your cryptocurrency or your stock, i.e., since you have the ability to do that and it's not a free-functioning ecosystem, then that's a security and that should be regulated under securities law. Michael Saylor was on our channel three months ago and he talked about how his company, MicroStrategy, is obviously a publicly traded company. They spend $10 million a year on disclosures to the Securities and Exchange Commission. So it's not that being a security stops you from being able to be regulated, from being able to be traded, but it does make it significantly harder and there's a lot more regulation that goes into it. Don't have time to get into all of what the difference is between a commodity and a security is, why it's so important that our cryptocurrencies are not regulated as securities. We can talk about that in another video, and that actually might be a good video for us to make. In this video, the point is the CFTC chairman, uh, Roasten ben, uh, uh, ben, Benem, excuse me, I always mispronounce his name, said, well, I can say for sure Bitcoin is a commodity, Ether as well. Now, there is some debate in the cryptocurrency community as to whether or not Ethereum is a com commodity or a security. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this. This is a vague memory, but I think the Securities and Exchange Commission came out and said Ethereum is not a security at some point in the past. But we know for a fact that Bitcoin is a commodity or at least that it's not a security. Now, depending on what government agency you talk to, Bitcoin's either a commodity, a property, a security, or some weird wacky thing that we should just ban. You know, that it, it's not really very clear. That's the problem that we have in crypto. We don't have regulatory clarity. So when we don't have regulatory clarity, the issue is it's very difficult for companies to come in and build on the backbone of cryptocurrency because they don't know how they're going to be regulated. So that's the problem. Well, here's the hope. The hope is that we just had the, the chair of the CFTC come out and say, well, Bitcoin's a commodity. Okay, boom. That sentence right there, just saying that one sentence from that seat of authority helps to give us regulatory clarity. That's a good thing because commodities are regulated at least in the terms of cryptocurrency and the way that they would be um, moved forward, nowhere near as strictly as security. So that's a very good thing. This is very good for sentiment in the cryptocurrency space. It'll probably get brushed under the rug, and we'll talk about why here in a second, but it is important. Another thing to talk about here is a new Republican bill that would protect crypto investments in retirement accounts. Cryptocurrency has emerged as a major political flashpoint this year, and that is true. Us in America love to argue over just about anything, and cryptocurrency is starting to turn into one of those topics. I'm just kidding. That's not just Americans. That is the sinful human nature that we are all um, that we are all born with. House Republicans on Friday unveiled a new bill that would prevent the Labor Department from restricting investment options allowed to employees in self-directed retirement accounts and would allow Americans to add cryptocurrencies to their 401k plans if they choose to do so. This is a very, very big deal. As you guys know, Fidelity announced last month that it planned to offer Bitcoin as an investment option in its 401k plans by the middle of the year, eliciting alarm from many Democrats Democratic lawmakers, including Mrs. Uh, anti-crypto Elizabeth Warren, the Democrat from Massachusetts, who, who expressed concern that the that the company may be exposing exposing clients to a risky and speculative gamble. I would say exposing yourself to anything that Elizabeth Warren says in the Senate is a risky and speculative gamble. But Tim, what do you have to say on the Republicans coming out and talking about uh, allowing 401ks to be uh, invested in with Bitcoin? Yeah, I, <laughs> that was a good good little segue. You know, I share a last name with her. Uh, uh, you know, when I was little, I thought that we were related. It's to not that way. hard to change your name, Tim. You I know, want you, her to change her name because I like I right. like the last name Warren. <laughs> it works for me. Anyway, you know, <laughs> I, I I first of all, 
shout out to Florida, the state of Florida being the representative from Florida is the one that's uh, giving that bill. I, yeah. I also just, I love the the thought that is he goes with, there's a quote from the report where he says here at the end of the report, I'm trying to scroll to, to have it, and I, I could not agree more with the statement, and I know that you guys agree with it too. The government has no business standing in the way of retirement savers who want to make their own investment choices. This was Tuber, Tuberville, who actually used to be a college football coach, but he's now a rep- representative from Alabama. He said, when you've earned your paycheck, how you invest your money should be your decision. Our legislation makes sure that it is the case. And that's what I love about this bill is the heart behind this is the reason crypto is here in the first place is it's time for the government to stop telling people how to invest and use their money. Guess what? What happened last week? We talked about this with like what, what happened with Luna. It was sad. You know, there are people who lost millions. There were people who probably lost everything. There probably were Luna Maxis who just said Luna to the moon and I'm going to put everything in Luna. And then sure enough, their portfolio got wrecked. Here's the problem, though. You have to let that stuff happen. That stuff has to happen in a free society for the economy to actually boom. We have to allow things to die for things to actually make it. So whereas a lot of things, the people on the left are thinking, let's try to protect people's portfolios. Let's keep people from having uh, massive losses. Well, guess what? When when you take away the risk of investing in something, you're also taking away the gains. You're not going to have the gains without the risk. And what I love that Tuberville and his his cor- co- what are they called coalition. Coalition. Coalition is coming up here is saying, guess what? If people are going to get wrecked, people are going to get wrecked. But it's not the government's choice or decision on how it can tell people how they want to invest their money. Let people do what they want to do. That's how a free market works. And even though there are some projects that will fail, the ones that make it are the ones that will bring a lot of wealth. That's why we're so big on Bitcoin and the more a stable, the more like uh, certified coins, the ones that have been established and been there for a while, that will allow the economy to move forward in a, a more profitable way because of the freedom. And guess what? Freedom comes with downside. It's part of having a good economy. Things got to die. So that's what I love about this story right here. I love that this is somebody coming to the defense of the individual saying, hey, you know what? Let them do what they want to do with their money. They earn that paycheck. They pay their taxes. Don't try to get involved and tell them how they can even make money. Instead of having the government be your insurance, why don't you just do it yourself and make sure you invest in your education? That's why we talk about education so much. That's why we've spent the last year and a half and, you know, God knows how much work building Club DeFi. Because we firmly believe that if you educate yourself, that's way better than Uncle Sam trying to be Mommy Sam and telling you what to do and how to live your life because they don't have your best interest at heart. And even if they did, the government is not in a position to take care of you. If they were, we would be in a much better society because the government tries to do it at every single turn. Can you tell I'm a small government person? Maybe that's why I love Bitcoin. And that's my opinion. You might have a different one. That's totally fine. But that's mine. Anywho, why does this matter? As far as the relief rally, it matters because, one, in the long term, we don't want you getting caught in a bull trap because we could have a rally up to 35, 36, 37. We don't want you getting caught in a bull trap. Before I'm just going to put it straight here. Before I could say that Bitcoin's going into a bull market, I would need to see Bitcoin above $55,000 for a month. That's how far away we are from that. So if we rally up to 37, don't get caught in the bull trap thinking, okay, boom, time to go long and 100x to the upside. Let me go mortgage my house and put three mortgages on it and go buy 100 you know, a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. That's unwise. 
don't get caught in a bull trap. A relief rally in a bull trap, a relief rally in a new bull market are very different things. You're going to need to wait to let the bull market confirm itself because we now have confirmed a bear market. That means that in the same way, we've been in a bear market for over six months now and we just confirmed it. The same thing will probably happen for the bull market. It's better to wait for the confirmation so that your risk comes way down, but you miss out on a little bit of the reward than trying to go all in. Now, I'm not saying don't invest. There are great levels to invest here. That's wonderful. I'm not trying to stop you from that, but be careful about calling a bull market too early because it will get you in trouble. That's why I was very careful not to call a bear market too early because I don't want to get you guys in trouble. I don't want to get myself in trouble. So be very careful about calling a bull market. It's a bull trap, most likely what's going to come in the short term. This might be a time for you to jump into trading a little bit because there is some volatility coming more than likely. Bitcoin's been in a range around $30,000. We're probably about to see some moves. So definitely consider checking that out. Tim, I want to ask you a question. What yeah. is a specific strategy that people could use in a market like this on the trading and also in the investing front? Well, you know, there's a lot of people who want to trade just to acquire more money. And I, I know people that make their living off of trading. It's, if you have built your portfolio to, to a place where you can do that and you know how to read the charts, your experience in your technical analysis and how you read the fundamental updates and how you read any news that's coming to space, you know, you can literally quit your job and just make money trading. But in this case, I'm not even going to say necessarily that people should try to make money off of trading right now. I think there is a golden opportunity in this uh, in this situation during a bear market, during a relief from that bear market to start stacking your sats. And what I mean by that is, hey, you know what, if your dollar number goes up in your portfolio, that's that's great. You know, in a bear market, that's not what happens. In a bear market, that dollar portfolio goes down. But if you are like us, if you are believing that Bitcoin and crypto and DeFi is the future of the economy, is the future of currency, is what you want to be in, well, guess what? Start thinking about tomorrow, today, by getting as many Satoshis in your portfolio as possible. Now, sometimes that means the dollar amount goes up. Sometimes that means the dollar amount goes down. But what I want to use this next season, especially as we move sideways, whether we get up to 35, 37, 38, whether we only go over to 32, I'm going to constantly be looking at tops and bottoms to say, hey, what happens with my US dollar account? That's, you know, great. If it goes up, it goes up, it goes down, it goes down, whatever. But the real question is, how many Satoshis do I have in my account? If I'm trading Cardano, how much Cardano do I have in my account? And it's not about the dollar number, it's about, hey, if I started with 20, can I turn 20 into 25? If I started with 1,000, can I turn 1,000 into 1,500? And start working on that so that when the bull rally comes back, you entered this whole bear market with, let's say a thousand, you know, let's, let's say a million Satoshis, because we're talking about Satoshis. You say started with a million Satoshis, great, that's phenomenal. Can you exit it? Can you get back in the bull rally with one, 1.5 million or maybe 2 million? And guess what? The dollar amount's gonna be lower than $69,000 at a million Satoshis. But as the market starts to climb back up and we start to go back towards that 100,000 or go up to even higher, stacking Satoshis, getting more of those is what's gonna be the difference in the long run. So in this trading portfolio, in this trading market, I'm not even talking about trading to get more dollars. Trade to get more Satoshis, get more Cardano, to get more Ether. Whatever you believe in long-term, this is the perfect opportunity to make some buys and some sells to acquire more without having to take any more of your hard-earned money to put into the market. Absolutely, guys. Well, let's go ahead and keep moving here. We got a couple applications. The number one thing that we want you to do is we want you to be very cautious. We want you to be learning and practicing 
And we only want you to be trading what you can afford to lose because we've talked about how Bitcoin could go back up to the upside, as Tim said. Could be 32, could be 37, could be 40, could be 35. We don't know exactly, but we do have an idea that it could be 37. That's a that's a, a level that Tim and I would both agree on. That shows up on Fibonacci. It shows up about 38, shows up with the 100 weekly simple moving average. So there's there's different reasons to believe that. Number one, as I mentioned earlier, be very cautious because it is most likely a bull trap and you don't want to get caught with your pants down. You want to make sure that when you're investing in Bitcoin, you are doing it the right way because there is a wrong way to invest in Bitcoin. 99% of the ways that you can invest in Bitcoin are the wrong way. So we want you to be investing the right way. How do we do that? Well, number one, we got to make sure that we work on ourselves. The best investment that you'll ever make is an investment in yourself. So if you're trying to invest in crypto and you haven't invested in yourself, you, that, there, there's one of those 99 mistakes. If you don't know what you're doing, and you got to be brutally honest with yourself and say, hey, man, I really just have no clue what I'm doing right now. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying, you know, when I got into crypto, I had no idea what I was doing. None of us did. That's you don't start in. Einstein wasn't born knowing how to do, you know, all, all the things that he did. He had to learn. He had to invest in his mind. And I need you to do the same thing. And you gotta be humble. If you're not willing to be humble and admit the things that you don't know, I guarantee you, you will fail. And I tell you that because I love you. I want you to succeed. I've done it many times. My pride has come right before my fall. If you want to be successful in crypto, you got to be humble. You got to admit what you don't know. You got to start practicing. You got to start educating yourself. One place that you can do that is... Uh, one place that you can do that is with Club DeFi. That will be launching at some point. You guys will know eventually. And also, on top of that, not just investing in yourself, make sure that you're using proper strategies. Make sure you're only investing as much as you're willing to lose. Make sure that you are, um, you know, if you if you don't have a large chunk of change, but you do have a but you do have positive cash flow in your personal finances, and you think you're comfortable with that, maybe consider dollar cost averaging. Use different strategies that are tried and true and tested, and make sure that you are doing them in the right way. Another note, pay attention to regulation that's coming. There is about to be a storm in Washington, D.C. around crypto. This Luna thing woke the sleeping giant that is the regulators of the United States. And the rest of the world is going to follow whatever whatever the United States does. There's a reason that no matter where you are in the world, except maybe China, you have to speak English if you are flying a commercial aircraft. Because the FAA is followed by world regulators. If the FAA says, okay, a Boeing 737 MAX, which that's a bad example because that got recalled, if if the if the if the uh, FAA, uh, the Federal Aviation Administration, says that hey this plane is safe, every other nation in the world basically just follows suit. They basically just say okay boom you say that this regulation is fine we're going to follow you. The FAA says that if you're flying in the United States to or from the United States that you have to speak English. Everyone else in the world follows that. Every commercial aircraft pilot in the world, I think except for China, has to speak English because the rest of the world follows America's suit. That's just one example. You can look at a million other places. Whatever the United States does to regulation, pay close attention because it'll probably be coming down the pike in your country. If you live in a different country and you say, oh, I don't care what happens in America, you're deceiving yourself. You should care what happens in America because the regulation that takes place here, even though you may not have a vote in it, a lot of us don't have a vote in what goes on in America. It's sad. It will have an impact. So pay close attention to what regulation is coming, especially in the stablecoin sector. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Department Secretary, is on a crusade right now ever since what happened with Luna. So be watching out for that. There is a significant advantage to knowing, especially before others, the rules of the game that you are playing. Pay close attention. Have you ever played a board game? and you knew all the rules and you knew all the tricks and you knew all the strategies, but you're playing with somebody who was new and they didn't, you probably beat them nine times out of 10 because they didn't know. 
You, you want to be the person with the experience who knows what's going on. So pay close attention to things like this show where we're going to bring you this news. Pay close attention to investing in your education through things like Club DeFi. Pay close attention to the news like over on Cointelegraph. Pay close attention to these things. Make sure that you know the game that you're playing because you're probably going to lose at chess if you have not invested time into studying how to do a queen's gambit. Make sure you're investing in your education. So what's the takeaway here? In crypto, trading is not just about require, acquiring more U.S. dollars. You need to help shift your mindset to acquiring more Bitcoin and Ethereum. Especially Bitcoin, but Ethereum, Cardano, those, those, are, those are good too. You can be a trader. Now's a great opportunity to be a trader. There are wonderful, wonderful trade opportunities presenting themselves. However, the thing that I want you to take away from this is number one, Invest in your education. Number two, invest in your knowledge. Number three, try and shift your mindset from acquiring more U.S. dollars to acquiring more Bitcoin. If a year from now, the market's still down and you have less of a U.S. dollar portfolio because Bitcoin's at 20K, but you have twice as many Bitcoin as you did, great. That's a wonderful thing because we, at this channel anyway, have full faith and confidence that Bitcoin is about to go to the upside in a massive way in the next five years. I do believe that you're going to see a $500,000 Bitcoin in the next five, five to seven years. Five is a little bit aggressive, but with inflation, I think, it's, uh, I think it's doable. The next seven years, though, I do think that you're going to see a 500K Bitcoin by the end of the decade. I do expect a million. That might be pushing it a little bit. But again, with inflation, I think that is going to occur. So make sure that you're investing in your education, using proper strategies, leaning on the wise counsel of others, not just this channel, but also other people in our community. If you're in Club DeFi or if you're looking forward to getting into Club DeFi, it has a very active Discord server and community of learners for cryptocurrency. There's wise counsel for you. Make sure you're building relationships, doing all these things that we preach every single day and you're going to be just fine. Now, guys, I do have a little bit of an announcement and then we're going to go into super chats as you guys know club DeFi is something that we've been working on really really hard we're very excited for it and i do just want to announce that today is the last chance for everyone who hasn't signed up to club DeFi, who has signed up for the first beta to get in and keep their 15 dollars price forever because the price is going to be increasing very soon everyone who is in club DeFi right now is either paying 15 dollars a month or they were grandfathered for three free months if they were in ct2a today is the last chance for anyone who signed up about a month and a half ago for Club DeFi to get in and keep their $15 price forever because that price will be increasing soon. The next round of beta, it will not be $15. It'll be more than that. We're not going to announce that price right now, but it's going to be more than that. So if you want to get into Club DeFi at that $15 and you're already on our list of people that signed up, there's about 300 of you. Make sure you check your emails. And if you don't know how to find that email, then uh, Tim, I think, might have more information on that. And you can email supportcryptojeb.com. But today's the last chance to lock in that $15 price forever. Tim, do you have any, uh, any, anything to add to that? How can people do that if they don't know? Do you know? Yeah, I, I mean, email. I think email? if they email support yeah. at CryptoJet.com, they'll get all the answers there. Uh, and again, we'll talk more tomorrow about how those details are going. But yeah, that's, that's all right. I got. Good deal. Well, let's go ahead and read some Super Chats. We got a bunch of them. A very, very generous one, too. Yeah, I want to make sure. I see two of them. So I'm going to go back and look to see. We have a new We have a new member. On God Sing Bath uh, is a new Jebi Youngling. So welcome so much. Uh, Thank you, On God. Elliot Locke said the T. Did we already read the Elliot Locke one? The TA is on point looking at geopolitical. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. So, okay, so I need to go back and look. I do not see new super chats there. So, new member, let me look and scroll. scroll. We have Rick4962 said, God bless. $100 donation. Yard dog. Yard dog. Yard dog. Let's go. Uh, let's yard see. Yard dog. Yard dog. 
I don't know if we have Knoxville, Tennessee. I don't know. Knoxville, if we have, Tennessee. We do have a. a we have one Tennessee. from uh, Taryn Crypto, who's a member now for three months as a Jedi Padawan. Said anybody on the channel in on IBC with Adam? Interchange security is coming to Cosmos. Osmosis is the best Dex in crypto, and Juno will absorb the Luna collapse. Thoughts and your opinions. I honestly don't have any thoughts on any of those things, yeah, so we'll, of, ju so we'll just take your, we'll just listen to you on that one. Uh, let's see here. I think one just, or two just popped up. We have one from Corey saying, morning, fellas. Have a great week. God bless. Morning to you, Corey. Great Simp week to you, too. Thank Simple you so Man much. Simpleman 699 said, Jeb, I remember you saying that you would only be interested in AVAX at around the $55, What? but we see that it is, where it's at now. If you did buy... Okay, if you did buy them at that price, do you work with a stop loss or just hanging on to them? Regards, Simpleman699. Not holding a lot of Avalanche. I do think I have some in my portfolio from uh, what I bought a while back, waiting for that to turn profitable in the in the bull market. I have not bought any more because if I was planning on buying more Bitcoin right now, I would be buying more crypto. I would be buying more Bitcoin and Ethereum. So no, I have not accumulated any more AVAX, but I do think it's a good price to do so. Yeah. My current strategy i'm not accumulating any but if you're looking to buy some i don't think it's a bad idea to put one or two percent of your portfolio in it be careful about getting overexposed to all coins during the bear market though because a lot of these all coins are going to get wrecked and they won't go back to all-time high not saying that's going to happen to avalanche but it is very possible mm. so be more conservative and stick to the big to the big guys for right now uh, Elliot Locke said, comment on Hosky's confidence on the ADA upgrade he mentioned a few days ago. Also comment on your scammers on social media to these fine folks of how to avoid Yeah, them. no, we got a lot of scammers and I, you know, I take it as a compliment, but I also, it's not a very welcome compliment. For anyone who's scamming us, look, here's the thing. There are a lot of ways to make money in an honest manner. You, you should probably try it. <laughs> I, I love you and I, I don't want you to be in pain and I know what it's like to not have any money and I know what it's like to, to, to look for ways to make money but there are honest ways to make money so the people that are yeah. scamming i think they really need to they need to get right with the lord and they need to they need to repent of that and they need to stop um, that I'm not going to have a bad attitude with them or anything. I'm not going to hold malice towards them. I don't think that's right either because then I'm making a mistake in the same way that they are. But the point is, as for us, we should protect ourselves. The way that you can verify who we are, you can check out the CryptoJeb YouTube channel. That is a place that you're not going to be able to impersonate because it has 226,000 subscribers. Go here and you can click the links to all of our different social media and that will give you a uh, that, that will give you a lot more clarity. We're trying to get a blue check mark over on Twitter. It's sad that we don't already have have it, but uh, when we do get that, that should help. As I said, make sure to check out um, uh, that. And by the way, um, sometimes some of these scammers will even somehow manage to get through YouTube ads and will run YouTube ads claiming yeah. to be us. And unless someone from the team has worked on something that I don't know about, nope. Tim might know this. Nope. We don't have a WhatsApp. We don't have a Telegram. So nope. we don't. don't go joining a CryptoJeb WhatsApp or Telegram. And if you see somebody saying that we do, then Maybe send them this video uh, and, any and quote it, quote me because I just told you right here. We don't have a Telegram. We don't have a WhatsApp. If for some reason we ever do, then we'll tell you. But at the moment, we don't. Anytime something smells fishy, it probably First is. of all, it probably is. Second of all, if it, it never hurts to email our support team. We'll get back to you guys usually yep, within exactly. – uh, if it's a weekend, it might take till Monday. But if you uh, if you do it, we, usually within 24 hours, we're getting back to you guys. So uh, last one I see here – Daksh Mali said, link prediction, I say easy $100 by 2025. Yeah, I think Chainlink's going to be one of the ones that will survive the bear market. As far as $100, yeah. I have to check what it's at right now. I don't. That's a pretty high prediction, I think. Uh, but, I, I, yeah, actually, I could see a $100 Chainlink. That would only be a $50 billion market cap. 2025, that is, that's doable. I think it's a stretch, but I think it is doable. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah, I I, the thing I, you know, with altcoins, I think we, yeah, we should definitely tread light on making firm predictions because altcoins should, can go yeah. parabolic and do crazy things. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's one, especially trying to predict what anything's. I mean, even trying to predict what Bitcoin is going to be in twenty twenty five is kind of a tall order. It is. Uh, let alone choosing an altcoin that has massive volatility. So you know, it, there's no way of pinpointing that one exactly. But yep. if you believe in the project, invest in it, A, for the technology, and B, because if you're investing in it and it's low right now, it'll go up and you'll make money on that. So That's right. Yeah, I think that's all we got for Super Chats. So Yeah, well, thank you guys so very much for all those very generous Super Chats. We really appreciate it. Guys, thank you also very much for the likes. We got 1,850 people watching. We almost got up to 2,000 a little bit ago. Make sure that you hit that like button if you haven't already. And by the way, we haven't mentioned it today. If you haven't gotten Lux Algo, it's the number one trend indicator in all of technical analysis. We use it every single day. I was looking at it a little bit while Tim was talking earlier so make sure you check out lux algo with the link in the description box down below drop a one in chat if you guys have lux algo and you're loving it it's a phenomenal technical indicator package make sure that you look at that guys we are also going to be going here pretty soon there's going to be an afternoon video coming out a little bit later and uh, make sure to follow us on all of our social media at crypto jeb over at crypto jeb official on instagram and twitter at crypto uh, sorry at crypto jeb over on instagram and twitter at crypto jeb official over on tiktok and as i said for everyone who signed up for the early access of Club DeFi about a month and a half ago. Check your emails because today is the last chance for everyone who hasn't signed up to Club DeFi, who signed up for the first beta to get in and keep their $15 price forever. You will be grandfathered. The price will be going up. That is a promise at this point. The price is going to be going up, especially at launch. So if you want to get 15 bucks forever a month, then make sure you sign up because by the way, guys, we are uploading to Club DeFi as much content as was in CT2A every two months. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's office hours that are coming. Plus, there's a community Discord that's coming. Plus, there's going to be all kinds of other features. Some of them I can't talk about yet. And there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of videos, probably in the next year or so, maybe in the next year and a half. There's going to be over a thousand videos on Club DeFi. So make sure you sign up. Fifteen bucks a month compared to CT2A, which was four hundred dollars flat. That is a phenomenal deal. You're not going to get a better deal anywhere else. Anything that compares to, to to Club DeFi, just the office hours alone that come with Club DeFi are probably worth at least fifty bucks a month. That's what would be charged in our industry. All of the videos would be charged $1,200 for most places in the industry. We're cut. We're undercutting everybody. Mm-hmm. This is the number one educational platform in the cryptocurrency space. Check it out. The link's in the description box down below. If you signed up for that beta, we're now opening the seats to the rest of you guys that signed up a month and a half ago. You don't want to miss out on that. Make sure you sign up. Save yourself some money today so that you invest in your education and make sure that you are investing in the thing that really matters, which is your own mind, so that you can go forth and be successful in crypto. Any final thoughts before we wrap it out here, Tim? Man, that is it. That's all I got good deal guys well i really do want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always and i will see you guys in the next video peace oh i got a real good feeling we hope you enjoyed listening to the coffee and crypto podcast tune in every day at 9 30 a.m eastern to watch live on youtube follow us on our social media accounts at crypto jeb And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.